Hi, y'all. I'm Amy. And I'm Jess. And we are two sober women committed to helping you live an optimized life. This show is about stories and strategies to help you optimize your health, your relationships, and your businesses. We focus on keeping it simple and having fun. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about how to optimize your relationships. Super excited for for this chat today. And I'll just go ahead and kick it off. So a a couple things that come to mind when I'm thinking about this topic is, um, especially a Danielle Steele quote comes to mind. And she says, not everyone is meant to stay forever. And so this kind of brings me back to, you know, people ebb and flow in and out of our lives based on, you know, who we are at that time and what we, what we need. And so that's one of the first things that kind of pops up for me. And I've always subscribed to the notion that if a relationship is no longer working or feels right, you are free to exit any single time, any, all the time, anytime. And that life is just way too short to feel stuck and trapped. And I think this, this, just that permission, right? And it really applies across the board to all relationship types. And I, I have this saying that I've said, I don't know, probably for the last 15 years. And I, I always say, you don't have to sit through a bad movie because you paid for it. So think about that for a little while, because a lot of us do, right? We want to get our money's worth. We don't want to feel gypped, right? And, but this really does apply to especially relationships, um, also career paths that are no longer working. Um, you know, maybe you're, you're getting a degree that you don't, that doesn't feel good in your body anymore. I, I went down that path, so I know. <laughs> and then, you know, so just giving you the permission to, to change your mind and do something different at any point, especially right now. So those are the first few things that are coming up for me. Amy, I would love to hear what comes up for you um, when we talk about optimizing your relationships. So yes, Jess, thank you so much for sharing that. And I'm just super excited to talk about relationships. And one thing that I really learned on this journey of my life is how I relate to one thing is how I relate to everything. So it is important. This conversation is so important because how I relate to my lovers is how I relate to my money, is how I relate to school, is how I relate to my friends, is how I relate to my food, is how I relate to my business. You know, if I'm still holding a resentment against my someone in my life, then I'm relating to other things with that there. And, you know, I just remember I growing up because our family was so connected and in, in, especially um, in our just the way that we were raised. It's just like we're all kind of always on top of one another. Family is family and you do everything with family. And I remember my first exploration in college um, when a a really good friend of mine who's still in my life said, Amy, people are in your life for a reason, for a season, or for a lifetime. And she's a lifetimer, which is awesome. And um, just celebrate that woman so much. And she taught me so much. She was a PhD student when we were undergrads. and, And she was the first time that I started to really give myself permission to stop being friends with people, to stop being in relationship with people. And she was such a guide in that because I felt all kinds of things 
that I was like breaking the law, breaking the universal laws, the universal, like, I don't know, whatever my parents taught me, right? Whatever my family of origin taught me when I was like, oh, this is no longer working. And I felt like I was breaking. And because I had already held so much shame in my body, my mind, my spirit at that point, I mean, it was like, oh my gosh, I have to force myself into this relationship. And when I look at that time of my life when I was finally exploring like, oh wait, I don't have to do it this way. That's when so many things started to open up. And again, I was an entrepreneur at the time and still a full-time student and all these things are just so um, all connected. It's all connected. And the reason I want to give some history in, into that story is because maybe if you're listening right now, that's how you felt. And maybe unconsciously, you still take that into every single relationship that you have. And, and you don't even realize it. And so, you know, the permissions that we're talking about today, as we talk about optimizing your relationships, is give yourself permission to explore and get curious in there. And really take to heart, like, if how you relate to one thing is how you relate to everything, how are we relating to it? And how can we optimize it? So, um, Jess, I'd love what you said. You know, there is nothing, it, it, you know, for you, it's like, you've done a great job, and I love this about you, of not feeling stuck or trapped. And, you know, the, the people that I work with, myself included for a while there, I didn't know any other way to live. Like, I have to, I have to, I have to. And maybe if you're listening out there, you're in that place where you might be feeling all kinds of things in your stomach right now because you're like, oh my gosh, that's me. But how could I ever change this? And that's what we're going to talk about because it's not really changing it. It's choosing differently. Op the Optimized podcast is all about choosing differently. It's not right. It's not wrong. It's like, oh, I just want to feel better. I want to feel different. So, um, you know, I, I'm just really excited about this conversation because I think that we're all in relationship with a lot of things. <laughs> well, that was so good. You have such an amazing way of articulating, um, you know, what what people are feeling. And that's something I love about you. Every time I'm like, let me stop for a minute and try to think of the words. And then you're able to really like pull that out. And I love what you said, how you relate to one thing is how you relate to everything. It's so true. If one of those uh, components is not optimized, it cascades through, through your entire life that way. Right. And um, I love how you said, um, we're not changing, we're choosing differently. That is powerful. There's just these little tweaks in the way you're thinking about something, the way you're articulating something that makes a huge difference energetically and how you feel in your nervous system, right? And I know you're going to dive into that and I can't wait to, to hear what you have to say about that. But let's jump into um, what are optimized relationships? What does that really look like? And um, so one of the things that, that jumps out for me is a, an optimized relationship is one with optimized boundaries. And in our very first podcast episode, we talked about how to optimize your boundaries. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to that episode um, and you feel like you might need some support in that area, definitely go back and listen to that. Because again, um, having those healthy boundaries or limits is one of the most important things um, in a healthy relationship, right? And then another thing too is like an optimized relationship 
um, feels aligned and good in your body. And, and this is where Amy, I know, like, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this because um, this is such a big listening to your intuition, listening to your, your gut, listening to your nervous system um, and, and how, how, how it feels when you're interacting, when you're in that relationship. So how can somebody optimize that or, or maybe more so like tap into feeling more of that? Oh, just so good. Oh gosh, you know, while you were talking just now, I started to feel this, you know, I love it. Cause I just, I started to feel like in flow. I was like, oh my gosh, I just love being here. you know. And so it was like, as you were talking about that, I'm like, oh, I'm feeling it right now in this moment. And how many times do we pause and ask ourselves how we're feeling? And y'all that have been listening to these and if not please go back and listen to episode one because setting limits is so important because if your nervous system is flooded with things that don't make you feel good it's really difficult to get to the feel good feelings it's really difficult to decipher how you're feeling what feels safe to you what doesn't feel safe to you and people maybe you, if you're listening out there, have never even paused to think about like, oh, I don't feel safe in this relationship. This doesn't feel good. And you stay anyway, and you get into that stuck and that trapped place. So the nervous system, again, I'm just going to remind us all is just designed to keep us alive. That's it, right? So when it starts to send signals, and it's like danger, 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 and we've ignored it, or we just keep powering through it, and you've developed a pattern until now that you just do that, there could be lots of relationships that aren't working in your life, and you're like, well, that's just how I did it. That's how my dad did it, and that's how my grandfather did it, or that's how my aunt did it, and that's how that did it, and so I'm just going to keep doing this. However, what's happening inside your body is it's giving you signals all the time. And you know, we have this beautiful attachment system in our body and it starts with our vagus nerve. And that vagus nerve, it talks to all 13 organs. So when you feel sick to your stomach when you're with someone, that is a sign, y'all. When you get a headache every time somebody mentions your mother-in-law's name or your father-in-law's name, and you're like, I don't know, like I have a headache. I need to take a pill. I need to do this, right? That's your body telling you to look at something. If you get a twitch, you know, I've gotten a twitch before, like twitching in my eye and I'm like, oh gosh, I'm not safe. But the body's physically giving us all of these signs to tell us if the relationship is feeling aligned or not. And, you know, here's where we come into communication. Because it's not always that this relationship's not going to work. I mean, listen, I have lots of really hard conversations moment to moment every day. And I might feel twitchy. My stomach might feel sick. However, with healthy, clear, concise, compassionate communication, then you can become back into that aligned place. And just, you know, being in a relationship for over 17 years, you know this. And we start to tune back into our bodies. And if you're not tuned into your body right now, like it's okay. It's okay. Maybe one of those little things, your lower back, whoo, telling you all kinds of things about your finances, how you're relating to your money, how you're relating to your sex life, how you're relating to so many things. And lower back pain is one of the 
most common things that I hear about from people often, right? So all these signals that your brain and your body have been giving to you could be healed through healthy communication. And Jess, I would just love to hear a little bit more about your experiences too, because we're all about stories and keeping it simple. Yeah, that, that was such a, thank you for sharing all of that because I always learned so much and I had no idea that lower back pain linked to that, right? So really like, where is that pain coming from? And list, or it's not even pain, where is that discomfort, right? Where is that, where is it manifesting in your body and how to look for that? One of the other things that's really coming up for me is, um, you know, optimizing your relationship by letting go of keeping score. And I don't know if, if you can relate to that, but I used to be a really good scorekeeper. I did this, I expect that. And then when I didn't feel like uh, my needs were met, then there was resentments. And so letting go of that and being really cognizant of not doing that has helped optimize all of my relate, help, help to optimize my relationships, right? So that's been a really big thing. And then another thing too, that's been um, really big in terms of like optimizing uh, my relationships is um, making sure that there's core value congruency. And again, in our last episode about how to generate or how to optimize the way you generate money, awesome episode, go back and listen to that. We talk about the importance of defining those core values so that you can kind of stay true to that. And then for me, you know, when I take that a step further into, into my relationships, like, and, and you, and Amy, you actually, um, I don't want to say corrected me, but before we got on here, I was like, oh, how am I going to articulate this? Because I really like to be around people that share my core values. And, and as I get older, um, I feel more strongly about that. And you brought to my attention that it's not as you feel older, it's that, you know, the feelings were always there, but, but I didn't know how to express them. Do you want to elaborate on that? Because that was like an aha moment that, that I had just before we got on this podcast. Absolutely. Yes. And I love what you're just, I, I would love to elaborate on that. And I'll start there. And then I just want to um, also comment on other things that you were talking about. This is so fun. Um, goodness, you know, again, this goes back to that we're ignoring our, our bodies, that we're ignoring the things that we really want to say that we're quieting ourselves. The other day I posted on Instagram, you know, until now it felt safer to keep my mouth shut. Ooh, ouch. And it did. It felt safer to keep my mouth shut. So, you know, we, we have this thing where we say like, oh, well, now you're in your 40s and you can just tell the truth. And it's like, I didn't just start feeling like this. I just started to have the courage to start saying these things out loud, right? The lived experiences. And if we can start teaching that to our little people that we're raising, that it's okay to take up some space in the room. How are we going to optimize our relationships? We're going to optimize them in such a big way. Uh, I'll share a personal story that just came to me and it's deep. When I went and um, started to look for my birth mom on people finders, you know, I didn't know what I was really getting myself into. And uh, one of our first conversations, so it took like almost six to nine months for me to get in contact with her. And one of our first conversations I had said to her, my whole life, I felt like I couldn't take up space in the room. And she was like, same here. And, you know, I thought, oh, wow, like, this is so real. And again, my need to mother her like this, the original relationship, right, that had been ruptured 
at such a young age that, you know, now I was 37 years old, 38 years old, trying to repair this relationship. And it, the ruptures were so big, but we had that one thing in common. And what if we started teaching from a young age, like take up some space, tell us how you feel, tune into your body, go inward, you know? And that's what I love about some of the things that we're up to, that we have a whole, you know, thing for kids. So that when they start to feel some kind of way in their body, we're like, here, take this and tell us the truth anyway. So it doesn't mean that when I get older, then I start having less tolerance for people that don't work out for me in my life. Like, let's start doing that when we're, when we're little and keep doing it through elementary school and middle school and high school. Because how many of y'all out there that are listening have friends in your life that you're like, ah, they, they, we, in my girlfriend group, we say like, they're no value add to us. Like what, if they're not value add, like we don't have time for this. And oh, I, I mean, it's just so true. So tuning into your body is so important. And then teaching our little people to, that it's okay to do that, to take up some space. Whew, that was powerful. I, I can like feel that in my body that thank you for speaking to that because we really are um, trying to set that example for this next generation as we're trying to, um, you know, we talk a lot about mental health and mental wellness, and there's this huge epidemic, right? And so how do we start to normalize this conversation? It's exactly through um, the things that we're talking about, right? So um, tuning in so that you don't have to tune out with substances and <laughs> Yeah, think about what we would change in the world. I love what you just said. Tune in so you don't have to tune out. So I'm, yeah, all, this is such a fun conversation. I'm really, really enjoying this. And I also think when I think about like what an optimized relationship is too, it's, it's one with trust, but, um, and also a lot of autonomy. So when I look back and I'll just share a little story about my marriage. So you know, when I grew up, I was like, I'm never getting married. I'm never taking somebody's last name. You know, I don't, I think relationships are fluid. I don't believe in this one person, you know, for the rest of your life. Like I was really, and I also was like, and I don't need a guy, right? I don't need a guy to, you know, depend on. And so, um, it was, but the irony is that I've been in really long relationships since I was 15. So, you know, many years each relationship. So, um, despite, you know, this feeling of like never wanting to get married. And, and then when I met Ryan, who is my husband, I mean, it was like this, um, I knew it in my body. So exactly everything that you're talking about, Amy, I mean, I was like, I'm going to marry this guy. And if I'm going to like have kids, he's going to be the father. There was this experience in my body that said that. And, and I've been in some really amazing relationships up until that point, right? So I felt very, not lucky or blessed, but, you know, I'm very grateful for all of those experiences. But there was something different when, when Ryan crossed my path. And I was very drawn to him in a way that um, I hadn't even gone out on a date with him. And I was feeling this, right? Which seems so weird. <laughs> and so again, you know, we, we got married within like six weeks of knowing each other. It was just like, we knew, we knew, we knew. I knew, and then I, and then I think he knew a couple weeks later, and so it's been this really cool journey of um, you know, everything I thought was different, right? So um, we've had a, a wonderful 17 years, and a lot of that has come from some of the things we've talked about, right? I mean, I have um, <clears throat> not keeping that that score tally 
um, that healthy boundaries and communication and and then back to this autonomy trust but autonomy right so you know there's never a universe and this might trigger some people so i'm just gonna lay it out there but there is never a universe where i ask him for permission to do anything or spend any amount of money right if i want to go to hawaii for two weeks i go if i you know if we want to go together great if i <laughs> want to buy something you know i might say hey i'm gonna i'm gonna buy a peloton right that's a, a purchase a bigger purchase that i made in um, the last few months. And I said, hey, I want one. He's like, great, you know, get, you know, there's never like I have to ask permission. And that to me has created this really amazing um, partnership, right? I trust him, he trusts me. He's, there's no jealousy around anything. There's no control around anything. And I'm just, I'm so grateful. And again, that I attribute that, I mean, we worked hard on it for 17 years. We've been together a long time, right? We know what, what triggers each other and how not to do that and to give each other space. But, um, but yeah, just, just, we, we worked really hard on, on that. So I'm so grateful for that. And I wanted to just share just really to, again, listen to your body because when I did that, my whole entire world changed and, um, yeah, I'm super grateful for him. So let's talk about what nobody told you about how to optimize relationships. And we wait, talked wait, 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 y'all. We got to just celebrate like, you know, what an amazing relationship, like optimizing your relationships is so possible. Yes, it takes work and just, you know, I think it's really important to just celebrate that because to have trust to have that trust means that you get to have the autonomy. And that's something that I really celebrate in my relationships too. Like I've not, I've not taken the path well-traveled. I've taken another path. However, I've had lots of really yummy, delicious, long relationships in my life. I'm, you know, I, I like to be with one man. I'm with them for a long time and it's fun and it's good and it's exciting. And I've always been like, I'm going to yoga teacher training. I'll see you in three months, you know, like, and how can we do this together? One thing that I was not great at was not keeping the tally, not keeping the score. You know, there was a lot of um, one-up ship stuff, which, you know, I will definitely attribute to my lack of um, going deep into my healing and the other person as well played a part in that. And so, you know, I just want everyone to know that optimizing isn't a one and done deal. Optimizing is like a continuous process and journey and play and, and all the things that we get to do with it. And it's just so possible. We, you, me, Jess, none of us have to do it a certain way. Like we get to make up our own rules. And if there's a climate where we get to really play with that idea, it is now because everything that we thought about the world has been poop, changed. And we get, to, we get to optimize in our own little ways and it doesn't have to look like anything. And truly, honestly, there's nothing to compare it to now because so much has been flipped on its head. And if we try to go backwards, that's when we don't optimize anything. So this is a great segue into what no one taught us about relationships. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And um, we have, I'm looking through some of these notes here and I'm like, oh, juicy stuff. Um, so some of the things that are coming up for me and um, 
one of the big things, and this is kind of a good segue out of my um, out of my story about my my marriage to Ryan, is that it's okay to give your partner space and to find fulfillment in other relationships, right? So that so this is something nobody told me. I think you know we're conditioned that you know you find this one person and they are able to provide everything that you need. And that's not true. And so I have deep friendships with um, friends, women, um, all, all spectrums of people that, that fill different, um, that, yeah, just fill different needs for me. And, and that's okay. Right. And so that, that's a big thing that comes up for me. And the other thing too, it's like, it's okay to be single. It's okay to be married. It's okay to get divorced. It's okay to move on. It's okay to, to have kids, not to have kids. Like, it's all of that conditioning, you know, because I think about, you know, Ryan would be the best father in the world. And um, that is something I would like to see him. But I, but we don't want to create that child, right? So that's something that we've struggled with, even though society um, really, like, puts a lot of pressure on us around that, you know? So, um, and now I'm totally okay with that. I don't have to answer to anybody, neither do you. <laughs> You know, it's like what works in your life. And then another thing too, the, the last thing I'll share, and then I, I'd love to hear what you have to say, Amy, is that the acceptance around like your partner doesn't have to be on the same journey as you. They don't have to be on the same personal development journey. They don't have to be on the same recovery journey. They don't have to be, you know, like parallel in your journey. And, um, you know, when I got sober six and a half years ago, I wondered how that was going to change my marriage, right? Because there was a, um, a lot of uh, work on myself and reflection and all sorts of things. And it actually has made us a lot closer, but it, what's made us closer is that he doesn't have to be on that journey with me. <laughs> you know, it's just that acceptance around it. So that's an example. Cause I hear a lot of people talk about, you know, my partner's just not, not going in the same direction. You know, we don't have things in common anymore. And I'm like, well, no, that's if you, that's a, that's if you make it that way. Right. So I've really learned to navigate um, that we're not on the same path because he provides so much, so many other things to the marriage. Right. That I'm like, that's fine. If you don't want to go to a 10 day silent meditation retreat and you have no interest in meditating, or you don't care about plant medicine, or you don't care about any of these things that we're excited about. Right. So yeah, um, that, that was something that, no one told me that um, I've had to kind of learn on my own and that it's okay. So I'd love to hear what you have to say. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like no one told me anything about relationships. <laughs> I feel like I learned a lot about what not to do. Um, I, one of the first things that just comes to me is that I really, I was already so body aware as a little tiny person and wanting to talk about how I felt in my body. And I just think like, how cool would it have been for someone to sit me down and teach me like, oh, well, that means that you're feeling safe or you're not feeling safe or those are excited feelings that are going to, you know, go away within 18 to 24 months. And so, you know, maybe you should be looking at the core values and doing these other things. And um, I think that, you know, what one taught early what I hear a lot of in, especially in the people that I serve and, and in my communities of like, oh, that's so codependent. Like there's such a quick like exercise of putting labels on everything. And that's, that does not give a relationship room to breathe. It does not give a relationship room to breathe and really hear that because to optimize your relationship, you got to let it breathe. 
you got to let it have like it's a life of its own. What I really um, teach down to the people that I support as well as so much is that I went to relationship school. I've been fascinated with relationships my whole life. So like, you know, as soon as I could get someone to go to therapy with me or relationship school with me, I was like, oh, let's go to relationship school before we even had problems because I'm like, no one taught me how to do that. It's like when it's broken, then you try to fix it. First of all, we're human beings. So we're not ever broken. We don't need to be fixed. And when you have education beforehand, instead of waiting for something to rupture, then you're prepared for it. So it's so beautiful. And there's me, there's my partner, and then there's the relationship. And they're all three totally different entities. So just when you're saying like, it's cool if you don't want to jam out with me on, you know, a 10 day silent meditation retreat, because you bring so much else in and that's not going to make or break the relationship. And it's going to make Ryan happy and it's going to make Jess happy. And same these with me, you know, um, with so many of my boyfriends, it's like, go do your thing. Cause if you're not going to go do your thing, then like, I'm not going to be happy and we're gonna, the relationship is going to. So no one taught me that there was three different entities. I had to like learn that on my own through trial and error and going to a lot of school and educating myself my whole entire life in college. Um, my, my, my focus was male, female communication. They would never call it that anymore. Um, and that's how much times have changed. However, I was just fascinated with how we relate to each other because no one was teaching us these things. And maybe you're out there listening and you still are like, what? Mind blowing. Cause you haven't taken the time to feel into these things to know what is good and not good for you. Awesome. Yeah. So let's jump into how, how do we optimize? Like what are some, some tips and strategies to help people optimize their relationships? And it's not just a partner or a spouse. I mean, this is your, your kids, your family, your uh, in-laws, your coworkers, your boss, like <laughs> your neighbors, this goes, this spans like everything. So it's not just, um, yeah, kind of your, your spouse or your partner. But one of the things that, that I know has helped me really optimize my relationships is to stay in my hula hoop, as we like to say. And so really, um, you know, that's just minding your own business, right? Keeping, um, don't, don't give unwanted advice. That's, <laughs> That's, that was really hard for me because I, I like to give everybody advice and I wish everybody, I wish everybody would just um, do everything the way I think it should be done. And then the world would just operate more efficiently. Right. But so I've really had to take a step back and really just not, not give any sort of um, feedback where it's not wanted and that, or, or isn't solicited. Right. So that's been really helpful. Another thing that has really been helpful is um, my, my need to be right. Is it worth it? Right. And so um, the, the mental image that I always have in my head is like, you know, playing tug of war. And so, uh, you know, thinking I've had some challenges uh, with my mom, you know, in the past, right. Just that mother daughter friction. And we have a beautiful relationship now and I'm so grateful for that. But a lot of that was like, you know, the tug of war, I knew how to push her button. She knew how to push mine and I had to be right. She had to be right. And it was this battle. And so when I finally just learned to let the rope go, um, in, in those sort of verbal communications, it, 
it made all the difference in the relationship. Like I, it made all the difference in the world. So that's one. And then I love the St. Francis prayer. It's one of my favorite prayers, but in that prayer, um, he speaks to, and I think it's a guy, St. Francis, right? <laughs> so that's how little I know about Catholicism. Um, but he says, seek to understand rather to be understood. That really, um, you know, be inquisitive, um, ask questions, um, you know, more will always be revealed, as they say. And so, you know, never, never assume, right? That's also really helpful and been helpful for me to optimize relationships. And then, and knowing people's love languages. Now it's like when somebody comes to work with us or they're on our team or, you know, um, even new friends that come in my life, I really, you know, I, I take some time to understand this, right? Like, how do they like to be loved? because, you know, if that's just a good thing to understand. So if you're not familiar with love languages, definitely read that book. That was like very uh, transformative for all of my relationships, including my marriage. And then the last thing for me was to remove anything that was like getting in the way of me showing up fully. And that was drugs and alcohol. And so six, a little over six years ago, I made the decision to give that up. And it has been one of the the best decisions of my life, just to be able to show up fully every day with, for the people that depend on you, right? And to be able to just show up, it's such a, that, that's a great thing to optimize. Um, and so whatever that is for you, you know, it could be the over, what, whatever that coping is, right? That's something to take a look at. So Amy, how do we optimize relationships? Oh, I love it. I love it. I mean, I'm going to mirror everything that you said, staying in your hula hoop, you know, just having that seeking to be, to understand rather than to be understood to me is just staying curious. You know, how can we stay as curious as possible? And here's one thing that I feel like is always missing. I, um, I'm like the love guru on a dating app for clean and sober people. And uh, I find it fascinating and then make, and then I take it over into my life and I'm like, well, you can do a better job of that too, Amy. That's defining what I want and being really clear, concise, and compassionate about what it is I need. And as you hear me say so often, I reserve the right to change my mind at any damn time, as long as I communicate it to the people that I love and that I'm in relationship with. You know, because if I'm not communicating it with them, then I'm going to have massive ruptures and relationships are the foundation, you know, like we all have a deep need to feel love and be loved. And one of the major things to optimize your relationship is to just admit that whether or not you lean on the avoidant side or the anxious side, or you're a little disorganized and you just don't know where you are. You're like, come here, go away. Knowing your needs is so important and giving yourself permission to communicate that to everyone and knowing that at the end of the day, all of us seek to be loved, to truly just be loved and understood and seen and felt and heard. And it is your birthright to receive that. So how do you optimize your relationships? You get used to receiving y'all. And if you're listening right now and you just said, Oh gosh, receiving, that's my downfall. It's okay. It's okay. And the way that you're going to optimize how you relate to everything in your life is by truly learning to receive. And it can be 
a lifetime of learning, that's okay. That's okay. And it's going to optimize. You're going to have more abundance. You're going to live more abundantly and you're going to heal from that root cause when you learn how to receive because all of the praying, all of the meditating, all of the supplementation, all of that, even if it's going into your body and you're not feeling it in your body, it's not a felt sense of receiving. It ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. And that's just, how it goes in the human experience. Wow. Thank you for sharing all of that. Again, like I'm, I sit here and I take notes because I learned so much from you and taping these episodes are one of the, my most favorite things that we do every week. So I'm so grateful um, to be here with you. But yeah, I just want to reiterate that because knowing your needs and being able to effectively communicate them um, and, and then being able to receive. So thank you for, for the, the, for ending on that note, because that's so important. And so we hope, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We really enjoyed putting this together. And as always, um, you know, you can contact us in the show notes and you can also request access to be part of our new tribe called the optimized life tribe. So we would love to see you in the tribe and until next time. Yeah, y'all. Have a great one.